today on the Win Daily Show. I have Ryan Nupel, CEO and founder of Nupe Solutions and Nupe Sports. Ryan, how you doing today, man? Hey, thanks for having me, Michael. I'm doing great. Uh, blessed to be here. It's a good day to be alive, man. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. So first question I have for you today is how do you make sure that you're winning each and every single day? Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. Fits right along with the Win Daily strategy. Win Daily show, right? right? Win Daily, you know, it's not just sports, but... Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that, but I think the biggest thing for me is just keeping my mind right, keeping my mind sharp, um, and having what I like to call mental toughness. I mean, just uh, waking up every day without that uh, mentality that, you know, people are against me or that, you know, everything that is happening is is wrong and, and trying to figure out how to make it right or how to, uh, I guess, make it a positive. Because every day, you know, whether you're in business sports, whatever you're doing, you're going to come, come up with challenges. You're going to wake up every morning, go to your inbox, go to your messages or whatever. And you're going to have those challenges sitting there waiting for you. And it's how you think about those and respond to those that I think helps you either win or lose that day. A hundred percent. I completely agree. I'm all about mental toughness. I'm all about mental health and just making sure you're doing right because the mind, body, and the soul, they're all connected. You know, use that buzzword of positivity, which I always try to be positive, but sometimes it's just very difficult. As I told you, I couldn't fall asleep to like 3.30 last night. For whatever reason, woke up a little late. Got to give myself that extra minute of rest. But how do you make sure, you know, as you said, you know, that's what you're doing. That's how you're trying to win every day. But it's a lot easier said than done. So what have you done to build up that mental toughness? What have you done to build up that discipline to make sure that, you know, even if you do fall back down a little bit, you have that self-awareness and the adaptability to kind of turn it back on its head and get back to where you need to be. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I think a lot of that uh, comes naturally to me. And a lot of that comes from playing sports back in the day. I mean, playing sports, you know, at a pretty high level back in high school, and then in college as well. I mean, you're kind of taught mental toughness, you're kind of uh, either taught it by coaches or just uh, taught it by nature by, you know, trying to stay tough through the hard times or whatever. And so I think a lot of those qualities carried over with me into my adult life. And I'll admit it's gotten harder as I've gotten older. Um, the mental toughness is, is definitely uh, goes away. It's easier to just, eh, whatever I'm old, I, you know, just, ah, who cares? But um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, reminding yourself, you know, that uh, it can spiral downwards if you let it get out of control. You know, it's okay. It's okay not to have a mentally tough day. It's okay to have some bad days or, you know, not always do everything right. But if you let that continue and, and that become more you, then that's, uh, that's when it starts spiraling downwards. So I'm not sure if that answered your question, but it was, uh, yep. I think, I think honestly, relating it back to sports, mental toughness and sports play hand in hand. And so oh, absolutely. You know, that's why we encourage the youth and all that to, Hey, get into some team sport or something. Cause uh, the byproduct of that is going to help your mind and, mm -hmm. and your, just your strength of mind. Exactly. I completely agree. No, I think you did a great job at, at answering it because the mental toughness aspect, it's something that you need to work on every day. And the awareness, I think, is the most important part. If you have the awareness that you're starting to slip, if you have the awareness that you notice you're having negative thoughts, you have the opportunity to then turn those negative thoughts around. You can kind of switch yeah. it back to the positive. Yeah, I mean, one thing that always stuck with me, and this goes to a story I think I told you last time about being able to play basketball with Michael Jordan back in college and, and hang out with him a little bit. But one thing that really comes to mind around mental toughness with that is uh, one day, you know, he was asked a question. I, it was just a group setting, all the kids there watching and all the counselors there. And, and one of the kids just asked him, you know, there's so many good players and great players out here, you know, 
what made you you and how are you better than all of them and he just looked at him and kind of smirked in his little smirk he's like i'm mentally tougher than all of them exactly what he said i'm mentally tougher than all of them he goes when they want to quit i keep going when they want to do this i'm i stay mentally strong and so that really stuck with me as a college kid i think a young college kid you know just thinking man that was that's what he attributes being the best player in the world to is mental toughness I guess this is kind of important. So right. at, uh, hearing it from the goat, I guess I was, uh, I was sold at that point. So I kind of trained my mind to, to be tough at that point. Good person to hear it from. And of course, like that's, that's the thing about mental toughness. It's not, it's not in a silo. Mental toughness will affect the way you work out because then that gives you the ability to push and go one, two, ten reps further than anybody else. It gives you the opportunity and the toughness to then work out harder. It's not yeah. just the fact that, you know, I can do it and saying it to yourself, it's actually doing it and then pushing yourself in all these other directions where being mentally tough is great. It's like kind of like Kobe again, you know, right? Being mentally tough is great, but you then utilize that in all areas of your life to make all those areas better too, which I think is sure. really cool. So sure. that is awesome, man. So I do want to obviously talk about your career path a little bit with, with Noob Solutions and Noob Sports. Um, writing, you know, getting into the space of content creation um, through online poker. So I know, obviously, I've heard the story a couple of times now, but if you want to tell everybody out there in, in Windaley Fantasy Sportsland, um, you know, a little bit about how you got going and, and uh, a little bit about the, the, the old school poker industry, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so back 15 or so years ago, um, I kind of uh, stumbled upon, I guess, the online gaming world, you know, started playing a little, dabbled in some online poker, played a little got into some sports betting stuff at that point, maybe legal, maybe not, who knows, you know, that's a gray area, but got into some of that, you know, area and, and really found a, um, a liking for it. I also was pairing that with kind of my skill, which was like, I was a web guy. I was an internet guy. I was creating websites and just really passionate about that space kind of before it was really what it is today. And so I found ways to kind of pair it together and, and like maybe create a few websites here or there on my own. And then I kind of, oh man, if I put content and then put ads and, you know, I started putting all this together back 15 or so years ago, like, man, I can put an ad up on some content and Google will pay me a dollar if somebody comes or whatever, you know, back in the AdSense days, we're really just starting and all of that. And so I really found that game to be kind of fun and intriguing. And so I started spending some time out on these affiliate websites. So poker affiliates and, and casino affiliates. It wasn't as much sports at that time. It was more poker and casino. Spending time out there and, um, you know, really noticed that there was this need for content. You know, I, I knew it from my own sites. I'm like, well, the more content I put up, the more ads I can put up and the more, you know, money I can make. And then I'm like, my man, there's a hundred people out here doing the same thing. Like, what if I just didn't do that? And I just served them. Like I just they all need content. So what if I start serving them? And so I did, I just started, you know, I mean, I was doing it as a hobby. So it wasn't my full-time job. I wasn't planning on like really doing anything with it besides I'm going to make five, 10 bucks here, five, 10 bucks there, write an article here, write an article there. And so I started reaching out, hey, I'll do an article for five bucks or I was doing them for free at that point. Right. I mean, similar to a lot of people these days, just spending time working and helping and grinding and doing things. And that's what I was doing. I was creating content, creating relationships with these poker affiliates, casino affiliates. And, um, you know, fast forward to, I never really imagined, but 10 years later, I came to the opportunity to be able to leave my full-time corporate job and take my freelancing job into a full-time gig. 
And, um, and then I transitioned that into an agency and I won't get into the whole story, but today we're sitting here with, you know, 60 writers and planners and editors and publishers. And we're working with many of those same clients that I did 15 years ago. I don't like to call them clients. Many of the partners I worked with 15 years ago, um, you know, at a larger, much larger scale now. And, um, yeah, so I've just kind of been in this, this world of, you know, I've seen it from poker casino to kind of the daily fantasy sports was really hot. And then now sports betting seems to be really hot and now no sports are hot, I guess, but, uh, kind of been full circle through it all. Esports. Exactly. Now we go to esports and all of that. So that's kind of my path in this space. It's always been content driven and, and I've been a kind of a participant as I've been doing Mm -hmm. content as well. Yeah, and I think it's it's such an interesting um, – it is a really interesting path. Again, you know, shooting hoops with Michael Jordan to now, you know, writing articles for, you know, esports <laughs> is, is very interesting. You know, how we got from A to B is uh, – I'm sure. curious. Uh, but, you know, obviously – so I actually do want to touch apart, upon the part where you did leave your, your full-time job. I remember, you know, that was something you and I got to speak about last time and understanding when – you know, obviously it was – there was other powers at B, I remember, but really – kind of taking advantage of that because you could have went and found another full-time job and said, all right, I can just go do that. But instead you did decide to build this out further. What was that like kind of taking that leap of faith into this, you know, gray world, you know, shadowy world of, you know, internet poker and gambling. Like, like how did you, how confident were you in kind of leaving that security, let's call it of a full-time job. Ironically, I think they let you go if I'm not mistaken. So how secure was it? But how did you then kind of transition to, okay, I think that this is something that I can do full-time and make, you know, more, if not, you know, substantially more than I was before. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, and that's a question all entrepreneurs kind of have because, you know, there's a lot of people in that spot where they want to leave what they're doing, but it's not a, in my opinion, it's not one of those things that you can just do, just go from here to here without a plan or without Mm -hmm. a, uh, I guess a plan without a plan in place. And so I'd say, you know, I don't know, six to seven years into this being a hobby, I started to kind of, my, my wheels started turning a little bit in terms of like, man, I'm just making a little more money every month, every year. I'm really not loving what I'm doing at the corporate level. It would be so cool if I could really make this a business. And so I started having that thought, you know, in my head and really started planning what it would look like if I was doing this full time as a business and never really able to take that risk or that leap or that jump. But it sure eases that pain when you can just build on the side. And so that's the side hustle. When you can build that side hustle money to be enough that, okay, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be enough for me to live and to take this risk. Um, so I think just planning a little bit is really the answer to that without going cold Turkey into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was pretty confident. I mean, I was at that point of my life, I was actually more than confident. I was excited. I was thrilled. I was like, finally I'm pushed to doing this instead of, you know, like, Ooh, I don't know if this is going to work. I knew it was going to work. I had clients built up. I had people waiting for, to send me more content and more stuff to do. Um, so it was, uh, it wasn't as scary to me as it is some, but I think that comes with, with a little planning through the years and and not everybody's going to have 15 years of planning. It doesn't have to be that, Mm -hmm. but if you have that dream of maybe doing something in your passion instead of what you're doing now, 
start to do some side work on it. Start to do some side gigs, start to experiment and connect with people in that space. You know, I tell my writers all the time because I have, you know, 50, 60 writers that work for me. I tell them, hey, you know, you guys, I don't know what your dreams and aspirations are, but just doing what you're doing now. Yeah, maybe you're not making the most money with us, right? We're paying, you know, a little bit of money to do articles and to help us. Um, but maybe you have dreams of working for ESPN or for some big publication and this is just going to help you sharpen your skills. It's going to get you references from, you know, myself and from anyone else that's working with us, uh, really build your portfolio. And so I'm hoping that it's starting to turn some of their, you know, minds like, Oh man, you know, maybe I don't have to be that teacher all my life that I, I don't really love it. Not nothing is teacher. I love teachers. My mom I and dad teachers. are teachers. I my mom and dad are teachers. Yep, I'm all my wife was a teacher. So I'm not saying that, but many of the writers that work with me are teachers right? They're teachers full time. And then they do this as a hobby. And I'm like, well, maybe if you do want to do something different, start, keep grinding, keep working, keep expanding. So hundred percent. I think man. it's a plan. It's in the, it's in the plan. Exactly. And it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, the parallel you create between your writers and yourself, right? It's, you know, keep it going, just keep the wheels turning because you never know what's going to come up. You just keep being a value, keep helping others, keep doing what you can. And yeah, maybe it's not something, maybe this is your side hustle. Maybe this is something you make a couple extra hundred bucks a month. I mean, yep. that's an electric bill. That's a cable bill. Like I, if is. someone said, hey, you write a few articles a month and you don't have a cable bill anymore, I'd be pretty happy. Man. My cable bill is <laughs> almost 150 bucks a month. I mean, that internet stuff, man. But sure. no, I think it's it's such a cool way of going about it. And again, you you were fortunate that, you know, I guess, weirdly enough, that your your corporate job didn't you know, I guess I don't want to say pan out because obviously you're doing a good job, but like your corporate job, as you said, pushed you to where you got to, which I think is really interesting. But with, with that aspect of building a team, what was it like and how did you assemble? I mean, 60 writers is a lot of people to pay attention to. Like it's a lot of work. And yeah. I know you have a few yeah. higher ups that you knew, yeah, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, your brother or your best friend, yeah. but how did you kind of assemble that core group of people and then allow them and yourself to then start sprouting off and finding all these other writers to contribute. Yeah. It's the hardest part of this. It was the hardest part of, of this. And it's the most important part, you know, because once I decided to become an agency, um, I was not going to settle for just anyone. I just wasn't going to do that. That was the problem with this space is a lot of websites and places were just hiring the worst writers and it was really bad quality. It didn't even make sense to be published. And so it, I was not going to do that. And so it took time. It took a lot of time and effort. It's time and effort. It's nothing more than that. It's time and effort auditing these people, working with them, getting, you know, spending a lot of money, actually uh, wasted money to order articles from people that may not pan out. I mean, we mm -hmm. went through for every one writer we have, I, I would say I went through 10 that didn't work out. And so, you know, it's going to the places like Upwork and to all the freelance boards and to all these places, which everybody does, but we do it to another level where mm -hmm. I'm going to hire everyone out there once and I'm going to work with them and I'm going to understand if they're going to be a good fit for our team and then figure out if they fit in. And then if they are, bring them in under our umbrella. And so we've done a lot of that back background legwork. And that's what I tell a lot of my partners and clients is that, Hey, that's kind of a pain in the butt if you've ever done it. Like if you need to find a good article or a good writer on MMA, it's not like you can just go find the best one. You're going to go put your application out there for this article and you're going to get 60 app people that apply. And then you got to sort through who's good and who's not. And you're going to get some bad ones back and some good ones back. And so we've just spent the time and the effort to weed out the ones we consider not good quality 
And then we also make sure that the people we work with are good to work with, like just good people. I, mm -hmm. Like communicate well, easy to work with. I don't deal well with like the opposite of that. So mm -hmm. um, I make sure that our team is just all oh, cool people, easy to work with, love sports, have a passion, you know, uh, are, are educated in whatever they're talking about. Uh, but that's the most important part, I think, is, is building that team and then just keeping them happy and, uh, you know, uh, keeping them um, listening. I think listening to them as a CEO or owner of the company, um, I think it can be easy to just kind of let all of that go and try to do other things. But mm -hmm. I try to listen to them and talk to them and interact with them and, hey, what's, you know, what's new or what are, what do you want to do? Do you? I know you're really good at this, but would you like to write about the lottery or about esports? And and so recently we've done you know this big survey internally and tried to get a better understanding of what all of our writers like. And I was shocked at some of the answers. I'm like, man, I actually have a team of like aspiring esports writers here, or mm -hmm. a team of this that we can kind of work with and and start to train better and do things like that. So I don't know. It's just communication and, and time and effort really when it comes down to it. Mm -hmm. And and really, it's you're putting in that time and effort effort up front, so that way you have the best possible team, so that way you can serve your clients and your partners, as you said, right? Like it yeah. it is a lot of time, as you said, it is a pain in the butt, but you need to do this part, so that way you know you have a a, a good yeah. cohesive team, so that the processes and the structures that you've already put in place are going to be followed and yes. correctly executed, so that way your clients and your partners are happy, so yeah. that way everybody makes more money. Look at that. It it, it creates a sense of confidence, right? I mean. It, I wouldn't say this has always been here, that confidence in our company and in our business. I mean, that takes time and effort, but now I can really look at a client in the eye and say, I know I have the processes, I have the team, I have things in place that we can help you 100% with what you want. And so, yeah, that just takes the, the time and effort. And, it, you know, unfortunately in this world, sometimes people aren't willing to put that time and effort in, but I think the successful businesses such as Win Daily and, and uh, you know, Win Daily Sports, we haven't talked much about Win Daily here, but I mean, they, they put in the time and effort and they're getting the results as well. And so it's very similar uh, process there. That's what we have to do. We're trying to win. We're trying to help everybody win. And I mean, we're, we're actually crushing it with esports. One of our writers is already top 25 in the world for uh, uh, esports DFS. So we're not messing around. We, uh, we know what we're doing on that side. And we're always trying to help others as you are trying to help others too. And I mean, that's why we're here. You know, we want to spread stories like yours because we like you. You're a friend of ours. We do believe a rising tide lifts all boats and we want to help you know, obviously we've, I've been able to interview a lot of the writers already um, and, you know, kind of get their story and who they are. Obviously Jason and I had a great episode, but we think this is a fun little way of really expanding the industry and, you know, yeah. touching upon people within this fantasy sports, within the gambling, within the sports industry in general to share some positivity and to share some good notes. So we don't have to cool. talk too, too much about wind daily. Everybody that's here and listening, uh, they know what we're about. They know what we're doing. So that part's fun, but hey, I'm going to plug them anyway, because I believe in <laughs> we <Yeah>. appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate you brother. And I think one thing that's always interesting is with people that create content, right? Jason started creating content. He loved yep. it so much. He became the CEO of a company. It's not creating as much content anymore, man. So I know I'm just out of curiosity, like how have you been able to deal with that side of the business and saying you got into it because you loved writing these articles and creating all this content yeah. and now you find yourself running an agency. Like how, how do you kind yeah. of cope with that aspect of not being able to do the yeah. thing you, you, know, you started out doing? I think my love for business and my love for the, the process of, of growing a business has overtaken that piece, right? I mean, I... I, w I wouldn't say, I mean, I was never a journalist in college or in high school or anything. I wasn't 
like, I mean, I was an educated person, but I wasn't a writer. I didn't go to school for writing and understand how to write. I loved sports. I loved the, that, right. That piece of it. And so, uh, or the, I guess, gaming, I will say gaming, you know, poker, casino, all of that. Um, and so the more I've gotten into this business side of it, you know, running the whole business, even the, even down to the accounting and the, just all of it. I, I really, really enjoy the process of being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur and just being a, the day-to-day challenges that come through and the differences that you have to deal with and dealing with clients and dealing with your employees and dealing with the numbers and making sure they make sense for people. And it's just, I love that piece of it. And so I haven't even really looked back on the content side. I do get paranoid every now and then on on quality and just, you know, it's my name behind it all. So I want to make sure that it's good. And, and I do believe it is, but you know, you always have that, Oh, you know, is this doing, is this being done right? Or maybe when a new client comes on board, we have some issues there that we have to deal with, but it's um, I think that transition was easier as I fell in love with business and just running a business and Mm -hmm. uh, everything. I love the, the fact that when you run your own business, everything you do, impacts you. Right. And so it's like when I worked at Caterpillar in my corporate job, um, I felt like I was doing a lot of work and a lot of effort and putting in a lot of stuff, but it was like, how's that really affecting me? Like I'm almost, I'm building the help, helping build this empire. I didn't feel the interaction, like the, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It didn't really uh, impact me. It's like, I could not do my job today or tomorrow and like things would be fine today. I have to do my job every day or something bad's going to happen to my company and affect my mm-hmm. family. So I just love that piece of it. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess that, that pressure, that accountability has helped drive you and the yeah. business forward, which I think is really important. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Definitely a little pressure, um, but it's, it's good pressure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the, yeah. it's the right amount of pressure, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, so you touched upon it a little bit, you know, getting, you know, DFS was hot for a minute. Now yeah. sports gambling is real hot. So you've been writing about sports betting and gambling oh, yeah. for a little while now. What have you seen since the, you know, since past PASPA, you know, since all of that got passed and now, you know, we have, I think, 21 states you're legal to gamble in there's so many with online like how how have you seen the industry evolve in just these last couple years because of this recent rule change in the government well i mean the biggest the biggest change i've seen is just the willingness for people to talk about it um a lot of the same players have been around it for a long time in some manner or another but now they're all, including myself, they're all wanting to talk about it and they're all wanting to you know, spread the news about it. And they're very proud to be in the industry. Whereas I feel like two, three, four, five years ago, it was just because it was a gray area, especially in the United States, people weren't as willing to just step forward and say, I want to talk about sports betting. I want to be in the sports betting industry. It wasn't a, uh, a cool thing to do or, or a known thing. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing, just the attention that's being brought to it. Um, and like you mentioned, I mean, it's growing rapidly. It just is, it's growing rapidly. Um, the one thing I found pretty ironic or pretty cool, I guess this makes sense, but we've noticed at least at the beginning here in the United States, a bunch of the, um, companies that are starting up and the people that are coming over are from the UK or are from Europe and they're led by people from the UK, which at first I was kind of like, man, this is kind of weird. Like the whole industry, you know, we're in the United States, but the whole industry is kind of being led by people from another country. And then it started kind of like, as I kept being around it, I'm like, man, it makes sense because they've done it and they've done it well. And it's working over there already. They have legalized sports betting. And so now they're 
coming over here to replicate what they're doing mm-hmm. there. And so it really does make sense. Um, but that was one of the first things I noticed that stood out. I'm like, everybody I'm talking to is from the UK or from Europe. You know, where are the United States professionals? And I think that's going to come with time, um, with time as, as things, you know, mature in, in our country or whatever. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's cool. It's fun. There's a lot of news. Uh, every day there's something, well, there was, but it's kind of yeah. slower now. Um, but yeah, I, I just love it all. I love seeing the mature maturation. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Is that you the got word? It. Maturation of uh, sports betting in the country here. And, uh, I wish Florida would come on board sooner than later. Cause, uh, I'm sitting here begging for Florida with a, you know, just to, just to say we can do it. I mean, not that mm-hmm. I want to go bet every second, but just to be a part of it, you know? Hey man, throw 10 bucks on a game. You're way more interested than you were before. I don't sure. care what anybody says. Um, sure, but no 100%. man. I, I totally agree. It was always very interesting to me as well, kind of seeing all the a lot of the guys from the UK, guys and girls from the UK coming over, as you said. And yeah, I mean, they've been doing it for however long. Like it's been legal there for a very long time. So they know what to do. They know how to do it. Essentially, you know, once everyone started to see it moving in that direction, it was just hawks. They were just hawks circling around, just waiting for those <laughs> rules to change. And then they kind of swooped in and they started yeah. picking up and uh, taking home. Because I mean, the industry, you know, even with it being legal in so many states, the number is so, so, so much higher when you look at the, mm-hmm. you know, not so legal uh, and the legal side, combining those numbers. I mean, you know, betting on the Super Bowl alone is just insane. So yeah. it's just one of those things where, you know, and unfortunately we didn't even get March Madness this year, which kind of stinks, but it's a, it's a cool industry. It's always interesting to me to see kind of how it's been run and how quickly it's advancing because before it was just Vegas. And now you're seeing all these new opportunities and with mobile phones, all the live betting and all the interesting aspects that come with that. It is, it is so, so, so much fun. And that's why I love getting to talk about it a little bit. And then another thing that I know you guys recently dove into dived, dived or dove. No, I don't know words. Um, I think it's dove. dove. Yeah, dove. I think it's dove, dove sounds right to me. <laughs> um, another thing you guys dove into a little bit has been esports and kind of, you know, we've spoken about it kind of on the fringe a little bit. And what was it like being able to, or, or, kind of starting, I guess, like for lack of a better term, another division of something that, you know, before you guys didn't really have, not to say you didn't have the capabilities, but you didn't focus any time on it. And now it's literally the only thing going on. So it's something that you guys really have to take your time and understand, but do quality work around. Yeah, it was intimidating. That was the word for me. It was intimidating. Um, I feel like you know, everybody knows esports is the future. It is the, you know, a lot of eyeballs around it. Um, there's no debating that. And, and we've always wanted to do content around it. But with me not understanding it as an owner, as a CEO, not under, and I won't say I don't understand it, but I really don't understand the the core yeah. of it, right? Yeah. You know, the, I, I can't talk about it like I can talk about sports betting or daily fantasy sports or something like that. And so I have to find people that I can trust that can talk about it and that can kind of lead that area. So that was really the hardest part. Um, we haven't made a lot of traction in that space. So we launched two new divisions. We launched our casino division officially, which we've done a little bit of in the past, and then our esports division. Casino is like blowing up. Like online casino activity is going insane right now. And we're kind of positioned pretty well for that division. So we've spent a lot of time focusing on that. Esports, though, we've done – you know, a handful of jobs that we're working on for different clients. And, and I'm okay with that, like kind of going slow and, and understanding if we're even doing a good job or not, because that's the hard part for me is I'll read an article and be like, sounds good to me, but like, 
mm-hmm. somebody that's a gamer or somebody that really understands it could be like, dude, this is full of, you know, this is terrible or this doesn't, I can tell this is a newbie or whatever that's yeah, doing yeah, this. Yeah. And so like, I, I just don't, I can tell right away when I read a sports betting article, if it's good, if it's rookie, if it, whatever, but esports, I just can't. And so, um, we haven't really just went full force. We haven't tried selling or anything like that. It's kind of just natural. If anybody comes to us and wants esports content, we're going to do it. We're going to do it at a cheap price. We're going to work with them because it's more of a, I guess, a trial for us mm-hmm. to kind of get into this space. And, um, you know, it's almost like we got to restart where we were and okay, let's build up our confidence in this area. And then once we're confident in this area, we can really sell it and say, yeah, we're good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been fun to watch kind of the transition of content over the, you know, a lot of them. Oh, what do we write about? I guess we write about esports, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's what we write about now. So let's do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but, and, uh, and it's that's a fun space. It's not going away, right? Like right yeah. now, it's getting its kind of like 15 minutes of fame. Let's call it. Or I think <laughs> it's at 30 whatever days as of this recording. You know, probably going to be a little bit longer. But you know, it's 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 not like it's going away. It was here. It's now just way more at the forefront. Yeah. And yeah, some people that are watching, like myself, I'm probably not going to watch too much when regular sports come back. But yeah. I'll at least have the knowledge. I'll at least have the understanding. It's still there. There's still an opportunity to bet on it. Right. That's I think very important. Yep. Um. Yep. So I think with you know all of that, there is going to be some sort of runoff where people do stick with it. So yeah. I think that's just a great opportunity for you guys. You know cut your teeth now, do what you have to do. And in the future, it's still, it's still going to keep growing. I think it's just going to get this really great blip and grow a little bit faster now because over two months, it's the only thing that really exists. Um, so I think it's great for you guys in particular, because now you're going to have, you're going to cut your, as I said, cut your teeth yeah. on this opportunity and moving forward, it's just going to be something that you're going to be able to offer to your clients and more and more esports media companies and brands are going to keep popping up and they're going to need that content. Yeah, that's what we hope. That's what we hope. And, and, you know, it's, uh, it kind of comes out of necessity right now with no sports going on. It's like, okay, well, we have to keep the lights on and and keep, you know, bringing revenues in, which luckily most of our sports betting sites that we work with are so big and massive that they're still doing content. Like they're still doing very long form, like, like evergreen type stuff. Mm -hmm. So we have plenty of work. We're not lacking on work to do, but without that day-to-day sports stuff, it kind of, uh, you know, it opens up this window of time that we can work on other day-to-day stuff. And mm-hmm. so that really played into the esports side and, uh, it's helping us kind of learn it. And, and, and like I said earlier, I was shocked at the number of people on my team already that were interested in this space and actually had some knowledge on it. So, you know, we're getting them ramped up with some articles and working, yeah, just kind of like we did at the beginning with the other yep. areas and, and see where it goes. So And it's cool because they already know the processes. They already know their structures. Now it's just different stuff yeah. that they get to talk about, right? Now it's just That's something that, you know, you didn't even know they really liked, but it turns out they've been enjoying this yeah. whole time. Now you can kind of just, you know, flip that switch and let them go on that side, which I think is pretty cool. And um, Ryan, this has been absolutely fantastic. The last thing I want to talk about is, you know, as I said in the beginning, what are you doing every day to make sure that you're winning? What are you doing outside of sports to make sure that you're not just winning, but you're being the best version of yourself? Oh, man, you're asking the tough questions today. Yeah, man. We're trying to win daily. We're trying to win daily at more than sports. We're trying to win daily at more than DFS. We want to help you win, but... You know, man, life, mind, body, and soul, all this stuff's connected. Uh, Yeah. Well, like I said, the mental toughness is big. But then on top of that, um, honestly, I think it's just the way you treat human beings. Honestly, it's the way you treat your family around you. It's the way you treat the people you work with. Um, It's uh, just, just being a genuinely good, nice, and helpful person, I think, will help you be your best 
version of yourself. Just, just keeping that simple tip in mind. Um, you know, and, and actually during this hard time, you know, with the coronavirus and all these shutdowns and a lot of people losing their jobs, a lot of people needing help, I think offering your um, assistance in whatever manner that is, you know, everybody can offer some sort of assistance, whether it be, you know, mentoring, if you're in that position, whether it be um, maybe a job, if you're able to provide jobs for people or just a, a, an ear to listen to people. Um, you know, I think that's important and that's something that I'd urge any listener or watcher of this show here, if they want to reach out to me and, and talk or just anything, let me, I'm, I'm available. And that, I think that's one of the biggest things that, um, helps me stay my best person is just knowing that I don't have hidden agendas. I, I just don't, I, I don't typically have agendas when I go into meetings and, and conference calls and things like that. I'm there to see how I can help them. I'm there to see how we can connect and how we can fit people together and, and, and really help everybody win and not always just help me win. I think that's uh, if people can change their mind to not always be looking out for themselves and look out for the good of society and the good of the people they're talking to, I think the world would go uh, a lot further in the, um, you know, everybody being their best person. So that, that's one tip. Let's hope, man. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge karma guy, so I do try and go out and I try and help others as much as I can. Um, yeah. And, you know, hopefully that comes back around eventually. If it does, it does. If it doesn't, whatever. I'm still going to be a nice guy. It's more fun that way, too. Yeah. It's a lot easier to be nice than it is. is to be mean anyway. So, I don't know. That's just a me thing, I guess. But, Ryan, is. this was awesome. Ryan Newpol, CEO and founder of Noob Solutions and Noob Sports. Appreciate your time today, man. Where can everyone find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find us about anywhere at Noop Sports. That's K-N-U-P Sports. Uh, we're out on Twitter. We're out on um, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, LinkedIn is probably the best place to find me personally. So Ryan Newpel, uh, you'll see my name on the on this show. But uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. I love to connect with people out there. And I do a lot of industry-related talk and stuff out there. So, you know, that's about it. You can DM me out there and talk, and uh, we can go from there. So, yeah, Michael, I really appreciate this. This was uh, amazing. Heck yeah, man. Happy to hear it. Talk to you soon, man. All right. Take care.